I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. One year ago today, the crowds started gathering slowly at first in Cairo's Tahrir Square. First a few hundred, then a few thousand, and eventually hundreds of thousands of people turned out for a massive anti-government demonstration. I'm protesting for hope. I'm protesting for change. I'm protesting against a government that doesn't listen to its people. It's incredible scenes here. I never thought I'd see this in Cairo. This is President Mubarak's governing headquarters, and it is in flames. This was a symbol of Mubarak's power, of Mubarak's regime. This regime has remained in power for 30 years. Uh, we had more than enough. My son is not going to suffer what I had to suffer. What started on January 25th last year ended with longtime President Hosni Mubarak's resignation. Today, crowds gathered once again in Tahrir Square to mark the first anniversary of the uprising. Reporter Noel King joins us from Cairo. One year ago today, Noel, Cairo was filled with a sense of hope and change. What has it felt like in Tahrir Square today? Well, it was a pretty extraordinary scene in the square today. You had tens of thousands of people, possibly even hundreds of thousands, although I'd hate to venture a guess on the exact number, packed in tight to the square. Overwhelmingly, the mood was one of jubilant celebration. People were proud to be there. They were happy to be there. Now, that was mixed with a fair amount of cynicism and pessimism from some people who said, we are absolutely thrilled that we overthrew Hosni Mubarak and that we're standing here 12 months later. At the same time, we just don't think Egypt has moved quickly enough toward the the kind of democratic transition that we were hoping for uh, when we came out in force 12 months ago. We heard that there were some rival stages that were set up in the square with some Mm -hmm. banners carrying conflicting messages. Uh, The Islamist groups are celebrating the anniversary. They now make up a majority of of Egypt's parliament. On the other side, pro-democracy supporters who want even more change, including the resignation of the ruling military council. Were the two sides, how were they interacting or were they even interacting with each other? Well, that's a very apt description. You know, what you saw today in Tahrir really depended on which side of Tahrir you were standing in. The Muslim Brotherhood did a wonderful job, as they are known to do, of organizing people, of getting them out in in huge numbers. Uh, They were singing songs. They had lots of chants. There were, you know, a sea of Egyptian flags as far as the eye could see. On the other side, you had the youth activists uh, who said again and again from the top of their stage, the revolution isn't over yet. We have haven't seen the end of the January 25th movement. For the most part, I would say people were sort of circulating between those two groups. Uh, the conservative Salafi Noor party had their own stage. Not such a great turnout, uh, at least in the early morning and afternoon for them. And some of Egypt's liberal political parties were similarly neglected. I'd say the Brotherhood and the youth activists had the big numbers today. But for a lot of people, it was a day of observation. You saw families with young children walking in between the groups and just sort of taking it all in with a sense of awe and wonder and again a quite a bit of pride. You say there are families with young children. We know that last year there were families on Tahrir Square. There were women who are out as well as men. I wonder if there was much of a presence of, of women out on the square today. You know, I spent a lot of the day talking to women about where they think Egypt stands a year after the revolution. Women have faced extraordinary challenges. They've been some of the victims of abuse by police and security forces. Uh, They put in a very poor showing in the parliamentary elections. Just about 2% of the incoming parliamentarians are Egyptian women. However, overwhelmingly, the women I spoke to said, look, we're in a good mood today. We know that there are challenges that remain. But for the moment, let's just remain optimistic and positive and see where we can 
and take it after today. And there was a young woman who I thought really summed up the day very well. She was a student. She was only 17 years old. And we were talking for a long time about some of the challenges that Egypt is facing. And she was very representative, I think, of Egyptians on the whole. She's a supporter of the Muslim Brotherhood, a veiled young woman, but fairly moderate in her beliefs. And I said to her, you know, there are so many people out here today who, despite their optimism, say, you know, they're worried about Egypt's transition to democracy. They're concerned about the military council, the scaffold holding on to power. And she said to me, well, you know what my plan is? I'm 17. I'm going to graduate high school. And then when I graduate, I'm going to run for a seat in the new parliament and I'm going to help turn things around. I was really struck and impressed by that, both because of her youth, her optimism, and the fact that she had a pretty firm plan, which you wouldn't always have seen in Egypt, but you sure see now. All right. Noelle King joining us from Cairo, where she has spent hours today in Tahrir Square. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa.